Wrestling With My Thoughts is now on the air, L-I-V-E, live. Waiting for the arrival of Brother Kurt and Brandon. Folks, we got a live one tonight. We're going to be talking about everything going on with the Elimination Chamber. Uh, we're going to be talking about the passing of Mr. Jerry Jarrett. We're going to be talking about uh, some personal opinions on a comment that was made by Miro. Kurt, welcome, man. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Good, man. Good. I cannot complain. Sorry about being a little bit late, folks. Had a uh, little technical issue that I had to work out real quick, but we're uh, we're good and rolling now. Waiting on Brandon to join us. Um, Kurt, how was your weekend so far, man? Well, we're at the end of it, so I guess I'll say, how was your weekend? Been pretty good. Went to South Carolina yesterday for my nephew's birthday. Okay. Uh, nice, nice little little family trip. And, uh, so, how did how uh, how are the little man doing? I know uh, you all were feeling kind of sick, just like myself. Oh, everybody's recovered. We're doing good. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, man, I'm finally coming around uh, from that damn upper respiratory infection. I still have a little bit of congestion in my chest. But the the cough has pretty much gone, and I finally have some damn energy. Um, I had zero energy the last couple of days, so yeah, I had one of those last year, so I know how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Brandon? Welcome. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm good. How y'all doing, fellas? Uh, doing can't good. Complain. Can't complain. How's your weekend been? Short. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it always though? Oh man, the story of my damn life. Funny enough, I was listening to a uh, to an uh, unrelated podcast earlier today, uh, and the people were talking about introducing a four day, four hour work week. And this this is back like <laughs> right before the wow. uh, right before the depression or whatever. Um, so it goes back obviously hundreds of years, but. Um, yeah, man, it was funny. They were talking about intro- trying to introduce a four-hour, four-day work week. Wow, where the hell do I sign up for that? And still make what I'm making right now. <laughs> exactly. So, so, gentlemen, we uh, we got to lead off the show once again, man. This is becoming too friggin' frequent, man. We got to lead off the show with um, some unfortunate uh, bad news. We We lost one of the... All-time greats uh, in the world of professional wrestling promoter and uh, wrestler Jerry Jarrett passed away this past week of cancer. Um, something that, that uh, it, despite his age, shocked all of us because the family kept it very, very quiet, uh, very, very private, which, you know, is understandable. But, uh, you know, those of us here, uh, Kurt, Brandon, and myself... We would like to wish our condolences to uh, the Jarrett family and the passing of of Jerry Jarrett. Um, Kurt, I know you have a a very fond place in your heart uh, for for his territory. Um, how did uh, how did you feel about uh, hearing about Jerry's passing? Well, number one, it was shocking because um, they say he was in good health, even though he was uh, battling cancer. They still say he was in good shape, good health. And I think his territory is one of the most underrated territories ever. All the big superstars came out of Memphis back in the day going to WWF at the time or NWA. And he put, uh, you know, a lot of superstars on the map just going through his territory. He had a great mind for the business. 
Um, you know, he can see his son, Jeff Jarrett. You know, he has a good mind for the business as well. And he's definitely going to be missed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, one thing that I'm, um, even though I'm not personally inv- invested in the situation, um, but just being a son myself and loving my father, um, I'm glad that, that he and Jeff were able to patch things up and make amends, man, because I, I would hate to know that, that Jeff lost his father without having, you know, made those amends and, and making sure everything was right between them. Uh, Randy, and just what to about speak you? on that. Oh, oh, go, sorry, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Just to speak on that, they, they were together. They spent that weekend together um, right before he passed. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. They were together that weekend. So, uh, Brandon, what what about you? How did uh, how did the news hit you about Jerry's passing? Um, well, to be totally honest, um, it didn't really hit me that hard at all because you know I didn't, I just don't have a connection to him like that. I know yeah. you know of him. I know who you know his son is and everything. And my brother in law over here has been drilling Memphis in my head ever since I think <laughs> I, he's known that I was about as much of a wrestling fan as he is. Because a lot of the old stuff he put me on. So, you know, that's just how I'm just kind of familiar with him, you know, but, uh, you know, I, you know, you never want to lose a parent and, um, you know, especially, you know, dealing with, you know, cancer and all that. And, you know, knowing I have a parent that's dealing with that now. So, you know, man, just thoughts and prayers, you know, to, uh, you know, Jeff and his entire family on that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, um, I'll say this kind of jokingly because I know you've already heeded his words, but uh, listen to your brother-in-law um, tap into that Memphis stuff, man. It's, it's uh, the territories were just, it, it was a different, just a completely different time in the wrestling business because you would have people that you've never seen before uh, show up some somewhere uh, in, in this case, let's say Memphis, uh, they would show up there and and create a name for themselves or bring with them the fanfare they had from from other territories and then they would disappear for like a year and you would see them show up in another territory if you were fortunate enough to live in an area where you were able to catch um several different territory shows like like we'd had here in Atlanta uh thank you Joe Petticino god rest his soul but uh, thank you, Joe Petticino, for for putting together Superstars of Wrestling because, uh, quite honestly, I don't think I would have seen a whole lot outside of the Atlanta territory if it weren't for Joe Petticino. That is correct. Um, so uh, we we had a very um, in depth talk and kind of somber conversation in our pregame on Friday, um, and, and with with more on that, folks. The the reason, like I said on on social media earlier. The reason we pushed back the episode to tonight was because of some scheduling conflicts, but it also gave all three of us a chance to really sit down and watch uh, the Elimination Chamber and uh, to gather our thoughts and, and opinions about that. But um, in our pregame the other day, we had kind of a somber conversation about how, um, I'll speak for myself, how I feel about um, not only Jerry Jarrett passing away, but Jerry Lawler, um, we want to send him our thoughts and prayers as well as he had a major stroke the other day, but uh, looks like he's going to make a full recovery and we're happy for that. But um, I made a comment that I guess I'm at an age now that I feel like what I grew up with, that 
that wrestling we're we're losing wrestling is what I said, and um, you know, words in my opinion can't put into detail exactly how important what Jerry Jarrett did for professional wrestling was. Um, and I just feel like here, sitting here at 47, I'm looking at Ric Flair's about to turn 74. Um, Hulk is in his seventies and we're, we're losing at least physically, we're losing what the three of us, um, Kurt and I are closer in age than, than Brandon and I and Kurt and Brandon, but, um, Brandon too, because he, he embraces the old school. We're losing a lot of what we loved. Um, especially for Kurt and I, because, um, as far as I can remember, um, I've been watching wrestling since about six, seven years of age. And, you know, so that's 40 years for me. And, the, the world of professional wrestling has completely changed now. And it's not to say it's all bad, but I, I said in our pregame that I felt like I had, I had taken for granted guys like Jerry Jarrett, um, Ric Flair, uh, guys that we've already lost like Hawk and Animal or uh, Roddy Piper and some of the other greats that we've lost here over the past few years, Dusty Rhodes. Um it's just a sobering reality, man. And Kurt, I think it was you that initially said, and Brandon agreed with you that the, the history is always going to be here. We we've got the advent of technology like YouTube to go back and look at things. But, um, how do you feel about, uh, you know, some of these legends that we grew up from, from little children into, you know, we're well into our, our adulthood now. How do you feel about some of those guys passing away? Yeah, it's sad to see him pass away, and, you know, I feel for their family and friends, but it's part of life, and, you know, we all going to go through it, you know, as we get older. But, you know, like I said, you know, the history is there. It, you know, thank God for, you know, YouTube and WWE Networks where we can go back and just relive those moments that we grew up on because Superstars of Wrestling, when we grew up in the 80s, that was the best thing going on Saturday night. Man, you know, it yes. came on at eight. It came on at eight o'clock. Didn't go off to one o'clock at night, and we stayed up all night watching. It. <laughs> yes. And then, and then when they had the twenty-four hour marathon, we definitely tried to stay up the whole twenty-four hours to watch all of that. <laughs> Lord, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was the best. Hey, man, it was the best thing going back then. Yeah, the very best. We we got to see you know mid south continental USWA. Portland um, Championship Wrestling with Roddy Piper. Yes, yes. All that stuff from the West Coast that um, we would have never got to see if it weren't for Joe Petticino. Mm-hmm. Um Brandon, you, you're a little bit younger than us. Um, so the guys that you came up with, it's not to say that you haven't experienced the loss like we have with Eddie, uh, Roddy Piper, Dusty, and all them. But um, the guys that you more or less grew up with, uh, like the Steve Austin, the rock and, and, and people like that. Um, how do you feel, um, watching something like this go down? And I understood completely what you said, that you didn't have the connection to Jerry Jarrett, um, that maybe me and Kurt had. So, you know, I completely understand that. That's why I'm kind of asking about like guys like the rock and, and Steve Austin, like Steve Austin is in his, uh, late fifties now. Um, how do you feel about believing stuff like this? I mean, 
like Curtis said, it's a part of life. So it's like, I guess I already have in my head, like, you know, at some point we all going to go. Um, the, you know, is the, the ones that you like, you know, make the connection with and everything. You, with, to be honest with you, you hate to see anybody go. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to see nobody go, but at the same time, I understand that it's just, it's, it's a part of life. It's going to happen. All of us, all of us going to have to answer that bill at some point. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, thank, Thank the good Lord that we have, you know, all of these streaming sites, you know, YouTube and, you know, Impact has its own channel and the Fight Network and uh, WWE Network and even, like, uh, I remember um, WCW back in the day. I think they were trying to replace WCW Saturday night or something, and they used to put the classics on and all that. So, on a, you know, TBS, when it was the Superstation still. So, you know, we have all of these outlets to go back and relive all of these memories and something that I find interesting when I, you know, a lot of times when I'm watching like old shows, sometimes I sit and I kick, I count the dead people in the ring and I'm just like, damn, like all of them are gone. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I wish, and like I was saying in the, uh, the pregame the other night, I just kind of wish like some of the guys that we lost, like Kurt Henning, Eddie Guerrero, um, uh, the big boss man, um, earthquake and, and there's some more guys that I'm, you know, can't think off the top of my head. Roddy Piper is another one, actually. I wish with all with the age of podcasts and everything, I wish that they were still around maybe another 10, 15 years so they could tell their stories. Because I would love to hear, like, you know, about um I I would love to hear a first hand account of how, you know, Eddie Guerrero became who he is and how he, you know, uh beat that drug addiction that he had and all that. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Henning as well, you know, how, you know, him being just a master river or whatever in the back and, you know, all those stories or whatever. And I just want to, I just, you know, I just want, I just want to hear from those, uh, from those legends or whatever, because we don't really, the only thing that we have is the stuff that we have on tape. That's it. Yeah. And you don't really get to hear like none of their stories. And then, you know, Rick Rude is another one. I just really want to, I would just, I would just love to have, you know, seen them made another 15, 20 years so they could tell their stories because I think that a lot of these wrestlers and stuff have, and we're realizing that with these shows with, um, uh, Tales from the Territories and all that, but man, they have some incredible stories and I love sitting around listening to them. So that's like, you know, that's like the only thing that I kind of like, dang, I wish they would still, I wish these guys would still been around so they could just tell their stories or whatever. Cause I think that, you know, a lot of their stories need to be known to the public. Yeah. And that's one thing I do like about Conrad Thompson and his podcast and the platform that he has, because he makes sure he does do that to go back and talk to all the wrestlers that are still alive to go back to everybody that did pass away and get their story and try to tell their whole story from, you know, begin to end on what they knew, the you know the jokes they used to put on each other, the work ethic they had, how they just how they got a break and just come up. Yep. That's one thing I do like about his platform. Yeah, absolutely, yep. absolutely. I you know because uh, Brandon was talking about the the stories that these wrestlers have have to tell, and um, having gone back and watched tales from the territories and listening to these podcasts that that even though we're hosts of a podcast ourselves, we're still very much fans. The fuck, that's why we're doing what we do. And to hear these stories, man, we laugh at them. We cry with some of them. And, you know, for, for the folks that aren't fans of wrestling, like they may look at us 
and kind of roll their eyes or shake their heads, but this shit is, this is, this is our passion. This is our, our hobby. And, um, just to hear those, you know, I hate to use the term old timer, but just to hear those, I won't use old timer because I feel like that's kind of disrespectful. Some of those greats from the years past tell those stories. Um, like, uh, uh, Somebody, I, I can't remember on, on Tales from the Territory, talking about ripping somebody's eyeball out. Yeah. Um, like, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. I, I can't remember who either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Or, or to hear Piper talk about, you know, when Piper got up on, um, I think it was uh, Bill Maher. And Bill Maher talking about it being fake. And Piper pulled down or pulled up his kilt and pulled down his, his trunks or whatever and showed the scar from his hip. And and he's like, tell me that's fake. You know, just to hear those stories and um like these guys are go gone now. You know what I mean? And I, I, I meant know I'm to throw Freddie Blazing in there as well. Yeah, and absolutely. ironically ironically it was Jerry Jerry that talked about the the guy that got his eye pulled out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was on that episode. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was Jerry and, Jerry. And and folks may think I'm being overly dramatic here, but like, this genuinely makes me sad. Like, um, we kind of talked in our pregame about the potential of doing just an episode one day talking about sports, period. And, um, Kurt, when we used to hang out at the spot and just talk s- sports, you guys would go, like, in depth with the college football, knowing the, the depth charts and the players' names and all that. Like, that's me for wrestling. And, like, I, I'll be honest, man, growing up with some of these guys, watching them, um, I shared with you guys in a past episode that Eddie's death hit me hard. Like, I yeah. shed tears when Eddie passed away. That's because, a night I'll never forget. Oh, man. It, I mean, because he had finally hit that pinnacle. Not that he wasn't great before that. He was. But he had finally hit that pinnacle and that stride that he was – he was there. He was where people like me, you, and Kurt always saw Eddie Guerrero being that level of a talent. And it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Kurt. I'm with you, Brandon, that um, I'm very thankful for YouTube, for uh, WWE Network, for all the stuff that we could go back and watch. Um, I went back before I watched Elimination Chamber last, uh, yeah, last night. Uh, well, I attempted to watch it last night. More on that in just a minute. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, I watched some of the old WCW Saturday Night stuff. And I, I intentionally looked for dates like around my birthday or things like that. Not that necessarily anything happened around that date uh, specifically, but just looking at those dates and just looking, man, like, seeing Magnum TA out there and Magnum's uh, uh, career was cut short and to see him at Starcast, like I know Magnum, like, well, I shouldn't say I know. I, I don't think that Magnum wants people feeling sorry for him, but when you look at him and you're like, that was supposed to be that guy. Yeah. And, and an accident robbed him of that moment. And it's just, you know, when you when you hear about um, guys like Jerry Jarrett and 
like I like Bruce Bruce Pritchard, but I listened to uh Cornette's latest podcast and he was like, Look, the artful dodger, as they call him, don't wanna <laughs> give uh that's good English, doesn't wanna give Jerry Jarrett the the accolades that he deserves when he stepped in when Vince McMahon was going through that trial. He was like, Look, I think part of it is that Jerry never took um Bruce Pritchard seriously. And that's kind of why Bruce talks about Jerry the way he did. Um, Jerry Jarrett was a fucking genius with his booking. Yes. Um, You know, I I shared with you guys in the pregame. I didn't know this. I don't know. I I can't remember if either you said that you knew it. But Jerry was a booker before he was ever a wrestler. His mother, his mother was the promoter. Yeah. That's where they started it. Yeah. I, I was reading up on, uh, some of that on him and, um, Jerry Jarrett's mom and dad had divorced by the time he was three. And his mom actually stepped in, uh, I believe it was with, uh, Ed Goulis and, uh, Roy Welch initially being a, t- a ticket taker for them. And it grew into, she started promoting shows yeah. in in Kentucky and was it Ohio? I can't remember off the top of my head, but but just just going back and looking at a woman, and and I don't mean that in a condescending way. I'm saying this is some trailblazing shit in the world of that, professional wrestling. Absolutely. A woman promoting shows. Yes, and she knew everything. She yes. knew everything. She knew everything. And um. Cornette was telling a story um, about Roy Welch allowing Jerry Jarrett to book some of the uh, some of the spot shows, what we call now spot shows or house shows, um, out on the road. And I guess Roy was still booking the main shows. Well, as this went on, Roy gathered all the talent together and told the guys that um, you know here's the new booker talking about Jerry Jarrett. And some of the some of the the tenure talent there was like you know fuck that man if he's going to be the the booker I'm out of here. And Roy Welch was like, this dude's been booking your matches for six months. You just didn't know it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, uh, okay, uh, all right, sir. Here we go. <laughs> and you know, and then you know he put him. I, I hate to say it like this because it sounds like I'm being disrespectful, but he put himself in a position to be featured on top. Well, he started out underneath and then worked his way on top, but he did like, I hate, I hate to say this cause it's kind of a WWE thing, but he did what was best for business. Um, Brandon going back, looking at, at, at some of the old Memphis stuff, what do you know? I hate to put you on the spot here. And if you can't think of anything, that's fine. But what's some of the things that, that stand out to you from some of that old Memphis stuff that Kurt has put you back on? Um, that most of the guys that we I've watched for a very long time went through that territory at one point in time or another. Because I would go back and um just find if I'm sitting around on YouTube board one day I would just go back and see a lot of that old stuff and I'm like oh that's Mick Fully oh that's the Undertaker and then I saw 
of a match with like The Rock when he was not even The Rock yet and all that. So I always thought that that was kind of pretty cool. <laughs> um, I haven't, but you know, I haven't watched like a whole. I haven't like done like a total like deep dive into it. But you know, I've seen enough to be like, you know, okay, I think this this was probably kind of a big deal. So yeah, yeah we're gonna make that. Happen. We're gonna make that happen. <laughs> I, Kurt, Kurt well, what are, what are some of your Favorite angles from from the the Jared territory that you can so you I, can think of. So I love the angle. I always love the angle with Jeff. I mean, um, Jerry Lawler and uh, Bill Dundee. I love oh, the angle with yes. with um when Ric Flair because you know back then that Ric was, was a traveling world champion, so he would always go to the territory and wrestle the number one contender. So Jerry Lawler baited him into a match, and I love that angle. Cause I think it's like four or five episodes that they go, you know, build up to it. I love the angle with um, Jerry Lawler against also Idol and Tommy Rich, and then there's also angle with Tommy Rich and uh, Eddie Gilbert. It's just so many of them. The Sheep Herders against the Fabulous Ones. The um, it just, it's, it's it's too many to name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it's too I, many to name. I remember um I didn't remember it okay, let me let me start over. I didn't associate it with it being Jeff Jarrett at the time when I saw Jeff Jarrett much later on in like the WWF or WWE now. But I remember now going back and looking at things like um that spot on, on TV where him and the moon dogs were going at it. And uh, I think it was uh, Rob Parker that came out and helped him. Uh, I just remember that. Like, that was one of my, the first angles I remember seeing, like, some real violence on TV. Like, they busted Jeff open, and it was crazy. Um, And I can't remember. I may be getting my territories confused. My mind ain't what it used to be. But um, Jake Roberts and Lord Humongous, was that Memphis or was that Continental? That was mid south. Okay, Jake and and, and Lord Humongous. Um, I didn't gain an appreciation for Jerry Lawler until much later on in my fandom. Um, as a kid, for whatever reason, Lawler never appealed to me, um, or he never he never registered with me, be it heel or face. Until I was much older, then I gained a, an appreciation for Lawler. Um, but I do remember those things. Um, I remember the first time I saw the concession stand brawl. And that was the wildest <laughs> shit I had ever seen. I love that name. <laughs> concession stand brawl. Yeah. Have you watched it, Brandon? The original. No. Oh, bro. No. You go back and watch. That. Go back you and watch the concession stand, bro. Y'all gonna have to look. This is what's gonna have to happen. Y'all gonna have to lock me in a room <laughs> to sit back and watch all this stuff because I'm not gonna watch it all on my own. Not in one day. So we'll, this we'll, is what we gonna do. You know, I tell you what. I tell you what, guys. That's the. I'm just telling you now. That's the only way I'm gonna sit. Listen, this is what we gonna do. As we do these meetings on Friday, we gonna map out some watch-alongs. Yes. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah, that concession stand ball is definitely worth the watch along. Yes. Because now, the, other thing, I, the other thing is, I know I don't know if you remember, Ryan, when Jer, uh, Jeff Jarrett uh, got into wrestling as a referee. He was like, got straight out of high school. 
See, I, I, I see it now, but I don't remember it then. Yeah, I, re- so I remember. Because, I, you know, I was growing up back then. I was old enough, so I remember all of it. Yeah. And I watched all of it as it was happening. Yeah, man. And, and just, it was, it was just, like Kurt said, anybody who was anybody in the world of professional wrestling at some point went through Memphis. Yes, yep. and and they yes. came out of Memphis better for it. Yeah, and and that's you not know, that's not shitting on Florida. That's not shitting on on Vern and Minnesota. That's not shitting on the Atlanta territory. It's just that Jerry was on a whole other level. Um, he was, and that's what I don't like about because I like I like Bruce, but I don't like Bruce not giving uh, Jerry his credit because yes. at that time when Vince was going through that trial. Number there's two things of this say something about Jerry Jerry. Number one, Vince trusted him and was like, "This is the only person I can trust is not gonna try to take my company from me." Number one, number two is I trust him to run everything to where he he gonna run like I do because he he has a mind for the business. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I know I'm, if anything if anything happens, I'm putting it in the right hands to where we still be successful because. Knowing what we know about Vince McMahon now, and I realize all of us are on the outside looking in on that, but all of us know that Vince McMahon is a hands-on promoter. Like, he has a hand on everything. So what does that say for a man like Vince McMahon to go, you know what, Bruce is there, Pat's there, but I'm going to call in Jerry to oversee this shit just in case I go to jail. Correct. Think about what that says. And for Bruce, like, you know, the whole chicken salad thing, that's funny. It's ha-ha. I like it. It's it's hilarious when he does it. But I, 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 I'm like you, Kurt. I, I like Bruce, but I think Bruce is being a little bit of a dickhead when he does that. Yeah. Um. So, um, once again, y'all, I mean, we, t- <laughs> we took half an hour on this, but that's just how important – in in our opinion, uh, Jerry Jarrett was to the world of professional wrestling. Um, you have him to thank for a lot of shit we take for granted today. Absolutely. Um, so I saw that Conrad posted publicly, um, and and I you know I assume as closely as he works with Jeff that it was with Jeff's blessing in the in the Jarrett family blessing, but um, the information for his his funeral is posted publicly um so if any of you fans are listening if you're in that area and would like to go pay your respects um check out conrad thompson's information on instagram and and uh twitter uh that information is out there for the public so um before we move on um brandon is there anything you want to say further about uh uh, jerry jarrett uh, just, you know, uh, condolences to um, his family and friends. And, um, you know, he's will be truly missed. He was one of the, uh, he's, he was definitely a legend. So yeah, he'll be yeah. truly missed. And, and I'm going to say what I got to say, and then I'm going to give it to Kurt, because Kurt has a, a special place in his heart for for Memphis and, and for all the right reasons. But um, from, from TNA going backwards, uh, Jerry was an innovator. Um, he didn't, you know, everything he did may not have worked, but more often than not, it worked. And for those promoters out there, 
the sign that was in his office in Memphis. Personal issues make money, or however that sign went, that's still true today. It ain't changed. Uh, Kurt, I'll let you you finish up with uh, with Jerry because I know you love you some Memphis wrestling. Yeah, and and the slogan was personal issues draw money. There you go. Thank and, you. And that's that's still true to this day. Yep. And he even in all and, across all sports across everything. And yeah, Memphis was so many different angles. All the big superstars, like Brandon said, whoever if you were ever a big star. In the 80s, going through wrestling, everybody came through Memphis. And we definitely got to do some shows on Memphis Championship Wrestling because it, it was great. And he was a very good promoter, great uh, mind for the business, and he truly will be missed. Absolutely. I'm gonna, I want to add one last thing. Yes, sir. Um, I did, Growing up as a, as a kid, I didn't know that Jerry Long was – as deep into Memphis as he would. I didn't even know Jerry Lawler wrestled until I think <laughs> it was one of those, uh, I, think I want to say it was that WWF attitude video game, but I thought, you know, how they make playable characters and stuff. I didn't know Jerry King Lawler was a wrestler until much later. And I would hear him talk about Memphis all the time. And, you know, my brother-in-law over here was drilling Memphis in my head. And so I just happened to go through, um, some of those, Matches he did, I saw the um the one that stands out is the little empty arena match he did with Terry Funk. Yes, because I'm mm-hmm. a big Terry, I'm a big Terry Funk fan. Absolutely, big Terry Funk fan. Absolutely. I was sitting around just watching a whole bunch of Terry Funk stuff and found it. And you know, you know how you know how YouTube is, man. Once you go off into a hole, it's kind of hard to come back. <laughs> and um, you know, and so that's how I kind of got familiar with a lot of this, a lot of the stuff or whatever. And um, you know, prayers out to Jerry the King Lawler as well. Because, you know, this is the second time he didn't had something, something happening. You know, a lot of these guys are getting older. So, you know, man, I just, I, you know, I hope he's all right. And I, you know, pray he makes a full recovery as well. Because he's one of, um, he's one of wrestling his national tre- treasures too. And I think that, um, I think, I think a lot of times Jerry don't get the credit that he deserves as well. So. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I think those of us that know, um, know what Jerry Lawler gave to the business. Like even myself, I, I said it a few moments ago that I I didn't gain a real appreciation for Jerry Lawler until much later into my wrestling fandom. Um but yes, I absolutely agree with you. Um Terry Funk is another uh, uh wrestling legend and icon that we need to keep in our thoughts and prayers because yeah. um I, I, I'm just going to say this about Terry. Um, from from the old stuff to his stuff in ECW and, and forward be, and, and the independents, I don't know outside of Mick Foley, I don't know of another professional wrestler that has put as much on the line for the business and the fans as Terry Falk. Absolutely. Um, so, so Funker, um, our thoughts and prayers are with you, brother. Um, uh, I, I just, he's a great guy, man. Um, that's the, I don't know what else to say after that. Yeah, I got You're aged a, and crazy. <laughs> I got a lot of respect for Terry Funk. Absolutely. Love Terry Funk. And then, and a lot of people don't understand that Terry Funk, if you really go back and think about it, after Hulk Hogan, he was the, the next, Big time wrestler to get in the movies. 
Yes. Terry, Terry has done a, a solid job in the movies. He's yeah, yes. Yes. Um, I mean, <laughs> think about this, guys. So, but hold on. One, one thing, Ron. So, think, let's think about this. So, and I don't need to know if y'all even remember or notice. So, back when Hogan, Hulk Hogan first blew up Saturday Night Main Events, mm-hmm. you know, he, he defended the title against Terry Funk. Yeah, I saw that. What? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's on the WWE Network. I saw that. How the, forgive my language, how the fuck am I 47, a wrestling fan, and never knew that? Yes, it, man. Terry what? Funk was big. There's a lot of Trump. NWA guys that went through the WWE like, but like not, back but, in the day. But not yeah. only that, that's how big that's how big a name Terry Funk was back in, in that day, 85, 86, when Hogan won the title. He defended the title against Terry Funk on Saturday Night Main Event. Damn it, man. Now, maybe I saw it and, and I just don't remember it, but like in my head right now, I cannot conjure up that image. And I'm going to go back and watch that. Go back. Um, yep, it's on yeah. WWE Network. Yeah. Saturday Night Main Events. Hulk Hogan defends the title against the madman from uh, Texas, uh, Terry Funk. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. I'll, ch- I'll definitely check that out. Um, one thing I want to say about Terry Funk, um, Terry Funk is so fucking over. He put out an album in Japan and it went number one. Now, I've listened to it and I don't know. I don't know how it went number one, but this shit went number one in Japan. Um, Terry, Terry Funk. He's a great guy. I love to hear Mick Foley do, do Terry Funk. No, I love um, Bruce. I love Bruce doing that. That that my cocks, man. Wait, those wait. those matches with Ric Flair, dog. Oh, uh, those are great. Those, those trilogy of matches hey, with Ric Flair. Man, that I quit. That yes. I quit match for some series, boy. When he put Woo-hoo. that when he put that damn plastic bag. Oh gosh, it was like what the hell? That was a real fight. Yes, that looked like a real fight. I'm like that. That, that looked like a real fight. There was no. See that that's a master class right and, there. And I, that's, you, know, you didn't need no weapons. I think the only the only weapon I remember Terry Funk using was that plastic bag that stood out. Well, the 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 Brandon Iron, the Brandon Iron. Yes. Yeah. Um, Funk Funk has my respect, man, because what the th- the shit he did in ECW was to help Paul Heyman get ECW on the map. Um, folks can talk about him. Like I've heard fans um, talk about him whoring himself out and and beating himself up and cutting himself. Man, fuck y'all. Terry was trying to help somebody get a promotion over. I don't care if you don't like what Terry was doing. Terry was doing what he was doing because he loved the business. Yep. And and he had respect for Paul. What Paul Heyman was trying to do. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um. Hey. Gentlemen, like, like we could, we could shut this shit down right now, and it's been a great episode. Um, but uh, once again, to to, to kind of round it out, uh, Jeff, um, your brothers and sisters, um, the Jer- whole Jerry family, um, our condolences, the three of us, our condolences to you all. Um, Jerry will be greatly missed. So, with with that being said, we're going to forego the venture into Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, 
AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage because, in my opinion, based on what I watched, it, it I hate to say this because I sound like such an asshole, but it's not worth reviewing. Do you guys agree or disagree? I agree, and we can keep going. <laughs> A second. All right. Uh, motion is heard. We will move forward. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday was the 2023 Elimination Chamber uh, pay-per-view. I refuse to say premium live events. Um, <laughs> I will say this to Peacock and WWE. Well, I'm going to say Peacock because um, they're obviously in charge of it. Can y'all please, like, I'm okay with y'all doing um, co- quote-unquote commercials for WrestleMania coming up or other other pay-per-views or live events or whatever. I'm cool with that. But can y'all please stop with the fucking commercials, the regular commercials during these these pay-per-views? Um, we have them bills. Huh? They gotta pay them bills. There's too Man. much money. Look, it, forgive, it's too, it's too, forgive it's my bluntness. Forgive my, forgive my language. Fuck that. Like we deal with that Monday and Friday and Tuesday. Listen, I feel your pain. <laughs> I, I feel your pain. I that do is, too. That is not going away. And it's either. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you're right. You're, you're 100% right. They gotta pay them bills, man. They gotta pay them bills. It's gonna get it's better. It's better to come out of other people's pocket than yours. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll just, I'll it's just. It's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. <laughs> I'll just. It's just, it. it's just entirely. The commercials only need to be 30 seconds. That's it. It's just entirely. Yeah, I mean, smart. you're, you're right. It's just like, I, I'm sitting here and, and part of it is because both of you will appreciate this. I remember the days of actual pay-per-views like we saw the event what no what no commercial yeah we no. may have saw a fucking karate fighters uh commercial because that's who was sponsoring the pay-per-view or a snickers commercial or whatever but that's what we saw and and that was one of the 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 beauties of pay-per-views like you got that shit commercial free yeah but anyway you know that little complaint aside uh, the the 2023 Elimination Chamber. Um, I'm, I will personally st- start off saying I don't think it was a bad event. Um, it, it, I will say it was better than I thought it was going to be, but that doesn't mean it was great. Um, <laughs> with that said, um, do do either of you want to say anything before we go into the matches about the overall event? I'm going to take that silence as a no, so we'll go right ahead <laughs> into the event. The, I, I will say this. Um, I don't know how they go about uh, picking and choosing who is on the pregame show for the pay-per-views. Uh, Wade Barrett, Stu Bennett, whatever you want to call him, he's cool. All the other three people on that pre-show need to be fired. And don't put them you on You know the they had now you know they had to um kind of you know add some pieces in because I think Booker T couldn't make it and then you know Jerry just had that stroke so well yeah okay fair enough fair enough I I didn't take that in consideration so I'll shut the fuck up now <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I let you know <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was horrible like I posted online that that the pre-show sucked and it, it was because primarily of the other three people they, like it was horrible man no you know i you know what i wish they would remember um remember sunday night heat back in the day okay 
Well, let me actually show you what you're going to say. Then I'll follow up. Oh God. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Okay. I remember, like, back in the day, watching Sunday Night Heat, and a lot of times, you know, because we didn't get pay-per-view, so that's mm-hmm. how I was at my grandma's house, and, you know, it was cool just to see, you know, to see, okay, see what the stage is going to be like, watch the, you know, the interviews and all that other kind of stuff or whatever, so I think for a pregame show, what would be cool is if, you know, they would go back and bring back that, you know, bring back that, that you know, that, that Sunday Night Heat or whatever, because that was brilliant. It was brilliant. They put it on network television because I feel like they, would, you know, if they did that, they would probably get more, um, more subscribers anyway, and make more money off of it. That's just my estimation. I thought that was something back in the day that they did that was really, really cool. I would, know, especially, especially before, especially before pay per views. I one hundred percent agree with you. That's why I say it's not what I got to say is nothing bad. I love Sunday Night Heat. I mean, you didn't get any, any you know, news breaking shit going on, but it was good. It was a good, uh, you know, kind of fluffer. <laughs> if anybody out there knows what a fluffer is, um, it was a good fluffer going into the pay-per-view. Um, so I'm with you. I wish they would bring back something like Sunday night heat. Yeah. Like, ain't gotta, we, we ain't got to do it every week. Just do it for like the paper. Like when you yes. have the, uh, the pay-per-views or whatever, and just put it on like neck, put it on, um, uh, uh, I don't know, put it on USA or something like that. Just put it on network television. Yeah. And then, you know, the people that don't have Peacock or, you know, may just want to get Peacock just to, you know, um, you know, just to watch that one particular show. For folks that don't have the cock. Right. Um, <laughs> so let's get started. Uh, we kicked off with the Women's Elimination Chamber. It was Carmella versus Nikki Cross versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Oscar. Versus Liv Morgan versus Natalia. Um, I will say this: I was—I'm not going to say I was high on Nikki Cross when she re- when she returned, but I didn't think it was a bad thing. Now I think it's a bad thing. Um, her her antics are like—it doesn't even make sense anymore. So, um, the action I thought was was okay. Um, there were some, there were some weird spots with Natalia and Liv Morgan, but overall I thought it was a, I, I thought it was a decent elimination chamber. Um, Oscar ended up winning by submitting Carmella. Um, personally, I would have preferred Natalia to win it. Um, not necessarily because they're in Canada, but because I think, um, Natalia has been there forever. And has put in the work. And I think that she gets the shit end of the stick over some lesser, uh, I don't want to say lesser known, but she's better than most of the others that they put over her. I'll say that. Um, that said, I was okay with Asuka winning because at least that's a good wrestler going into the, the, the WrestleMania pay-per-view. So, um, Kurt, I'll kick it to you first. What did you think about the women's elimination chamber? I thought the match was was decent, but um, I, I want with I agree with you. I, I would have liked Natalya to win, but I also thought if Natalya didn't win, I thought they would have pushed uh, Raquel Rodriguez because I think she has a good look and I think she can wrestle. I was very surprised today that they have Oscar win because I'm like, y'all put her you you cooled off on her for so long and now you're building her back up. 
Mm-hmm. Now she's on WrestleMania. I just don't get it. I don't understand that. It, it does seem like then, it came it came out of left field. I agree. Exactly. And then Nikki Cross is trash. They need to get rid of her. She never need to be on TV again. She she sucks. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> but I was just I was confused about the Oscar. Like because y'all just been down on her for so long, and now she's going to WrestleMania. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, 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 that I, did, I just it blew my mind. Yeah, I, blew my I'm, mind. I actually thought before I kick it over to Brandon, I actually thought they were going to push Liv Morgan because they've been for whatever reason they've been high on Liv Morgan right now, and I'm not mad at that. I don't think she's a great. I, I don't mean to sound like an asshole. I don't think she's a great wrestler, but I think she's doing great with what they've given her to do. I'll say that. Um, so I thought they were going to give it to Liv Morgan. So I was absolutely shocked to see that it went to Oscar. I'm not mad at it. I was just shocked because it came out of nowhere. Um, Brandon, what did you think about the ladies elimination chamber? I thought overall it was pretty good. Um, I wasn't shocked that they, you know, let Oscar win. That's why I expected to win in the first place. So. I, really? I, think, I think we might have to go really? back and listen to the previous episode to see where you were, Mr. Brandon. I'm joking, man. Go ahead. <laughs> no, for real. I, I just wasn't shocked. I wasn't saying that I wanted Oscar to win. I just kind of expected it to happen. When I looked at <laughs> the field. I just caught I me. Mean, I just, I just kind of, it's one of those things, you know, I, you, know you just arm, your armchair quarterback and I just called it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that, that, was just it. that was it. But, I mean, the match, overall, match was fine. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I, I didn't either. I, I'll be, I didn't see I'll anybody, be 100% honest. I, knew, I, knew I did they not go, see Oscar Cummins. No, I, did, I, I knew they weren't going to let Natalya win because they don't let nobody win in their hometown. So that was out, that was out the window. Yeah. Um, I, I figured that Liv might have – I thought I figured Liv Morgan might have got down to the bottom too. I didn't think Carmella would have got down to the bottom too. I yeah, thought Carmella right. would have been one of the first ones eliminated. <laughs> the, the only thing I'll say about Carmella, God bless her, the only thing I'll say about it, she's committed to that character. Um, she she's committed to that gimmick. And look, I'm not hating on her. Make your money, man. Go go ahead. But she is committed. But I'm with you, Brandon. I did not see it coming down to her. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I probably would have got mad if she'd won that match. <laughs> oh, I would have been pissed. I'd have been like, hey, come on, man. Yeah. Absolutely. No disrespect to to Carmelo, but come on. Not man. Not like like you just said, come on, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm glad Oscar won because like I said, going into WrestleMania, um, she'll be facing, uh, Bianca Belair. And I think that's a better match than outside of Natalia. I think that's a better match than anybody else. Maybe Raquel Gar- uh, Rodriguez. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I did not see Oscar coming. So kudos to them for throwing me on that one. Uh, Next up, we got Bobby, the almighty Bobby Lashley versus the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Um, y'all, I, I got to tell you, this match threw me off all kind of ways. Um, huh, where do I begin? Um, with Bobby Lashley and Brock, it was basically the formulaic matches that those two have. What I mean by that is full of uh, German suplexes and spears and and full Nelsons. 
So it wasn't anything that we haven't seen from them before. But that nut shot by Lesnar came out of nowhere. I don't know what the hell they were thinking with this finish. Um, I, I think they painted themselves, or they feel like they painted themselves into some kind of corner and just went for some crazy finish. So my question now is, is Lashley now a baby face and Lesnar the heel because of the nut shot? Or, or what? Um... What say you, Brandon? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. That shit came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. I bet, to me, that's the worst match of the whole night. I I, I don't disagree. It, it wasn't match horrible. Of the whole night is, yeah. It it wasn't a horrible match, but and I'm I'm not shitting on what you said. I agree 100 percent with what you said. <laughs> it wasn't a horrible match, but it was just like the finish came. It, what the fuck were they thinking with that finish, Kurt? So, this, but so this, so this, so this, where I disagree with you, Ron, but I understand what you're saying. Okay. The the finish makes it a horrible match. Okay. The the finish makes it because that was I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, like, I have why, to why agree with that. that. The finish makes everything you just did it throw that shit out the window because it never happened because yo, you come with this bullshit ass finish. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Because when it happened, I'm like, okay. Because as soon as it happened, I said, Ref, don't ring the bell. Let's do call a timeout. Let's do something, but don't end it like that. Because that's fucked right. up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fucked up. Yeah. I don't know. That's what, that's what made it. That's what just, that's what just messed up. The, and then on top of yeah. that, I know we didn't review SmackDown, but um, Bray Wyatt came out and said that he wanted the winner of that match. And for the finish of the match to go down like that, I'm like, well, that's a damn fluke. Yeah, so what's going to do? Put all three of them in there together? And then after that, to attack the referee, I'm like, what? Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? And I hate to say it, now? but fuck Bray Wyatt. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I wouldn't even try to go. There. <laughs> I know, Brandon. But this, you know. That, this whole match was stupid, and I agree with Brandon. This was the worst match on the card. I agree. I won. And it was an overall. It was a great card overall. It turned out number F. That's the one I saw right there. I, I, I'll say this, and, and we can go more into it when we get to the end. I won't go as far as great card, but it was, it was, defi- it was, it was decent. It, it was, was decent. definitely better than I thought it was going to be. I will say that. Um, next up, we got Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Um, Edge and Beth Phoenix win by pinfall. Um, really, this was just a filler match. Um, because of what Rhea Ripley is going into at WrestleMania, I don't think she would have been in. She should have been in the match. But who else are you going to put in there? Um, Judgment Day is stale. They're dead. They need to, to just go away. Um, and with Edge and Beth Phoenix winning, cool. But where do you go from there? Like, this was, a, this was if, if Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar was the worst match of the night, this was the most meaningless match of the night. And that's, you know, no disrespect to everybody involved because everybody involved actually did a great job. Uh, Brandon, you, you saw my post, I know, but Rhea Ripley is fucking phenomenal in the ring. Like, yeah. I can't kiss her ass enough. I heard um, Beth Phoenix, uh, I think they pretty much made that match. The ma- They made that match, as, you know, as decent as it was, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I like and, 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 and again going going back to re- I cannot I cannot kiss her ass enough to 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 get across how great I think she is as a as a wrestler. Um, she is fucking phenomenal, and I cannot wait to see her and Charlotte at WrestleMania. Um, Kurt, what did you think about the match between these these four? To be honest with you, and you might like what am I smoking or drinking? I <laughs> thought this was the best match on the card. Wow. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I thought this was the best match on the card. I think they did the right thing because you can't have Rhea lose. No. Right. So I, I thought Agreed. I thought they did a good job on how everything played out. I thought it was good. I thought they put everything together how it should have been. I thought it was a good match. Okay. No. Go ahead. I said I. I said I agree, man. I feel like um I feel like Beth Phoenix and uh Rhea Ripley had a lot and I'm not taking nothing away from Edge and Finn Balor, but I I I drew from my vantage point, I feel like Beth Phoenix and, and Rhea Ripley did their thing last Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Totally agree. Totally okay, agree. Here, here, totally here's, agree. Here's where I stand on Finn Balor. I like Finn Balor as a wrestler. I hate Finn Balor as a part of this faction. Um ever since he got injured against Seth Rollins, and and y'all know how long ago that's been. Yeah. Ever since he got injured against Seth Rollins, his shit has been fucked. That that's just my he opinion. Lost momentum. See, I don't know. So I don't. I don't. So I I don't like Judgment Day, but what they're doing, I I get it. I understand it. And the the, the person that doesn't fit, in my opinion, in Judgment Day, is Dominique. He don't fit that group. I agree with that and, as well. And, and, and then just keep trying to push him and force him on him. The way they pushing Dominique is how they push Roman in the beginning, trying to be a baby face, and nobody believed that. Yeah, nobody. They, 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 <laughs> like, and, Y'all they, see how like, they, they basically turned Dominique into a chicken shit heel. Yes. yes. And, and, and and nobody's believing it. Nobody. I will, I will say, when, um, when Beth Phoenix uh, – I, I forget the name of that move. When Beth Phoenix put put him in that mood, he was screaming, "Mommy!" I thought that shit was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I thought that shit was hilarious. Look, I, I'll, I'll give I'll give Kurt his his due, and you too, Brandon. You too, because you yeah. agree with Kurt. As I look over this card, in my opinion, and we we still got two matches to go, but. Looking at this card, outside of the women's elimination chamber, there really isn't another best match on the card. So I, I, I'll give that to you, Kurt. Not not saying that like, you know, a, a lame duck give it to you. Like, you're right. Looking at everything as it is, that may very well have been the best match yeah. of the rights. Yeah. It was, in, in my opinion, it was. And again, if folks listening, if I haven't said it enough, Rhea Ripley is Fucking phenomenal! Um, like she's real deal. Yes, like I I have not been this high on a wrestler in a long time. And look, all all bullshit aside, like the three of us are men. We made the jokes and and made the the comments. Like I I I think Rhea Ripley is also sexy as fuck. But that has nothing to do with what I think she is in the ring. She is a is a legit. She is phenomenal. Yeah, she, she didn't put the work in, man. Deal. She has put the work in. Yes, she has put the work. So in. Rhea Ripley, 
if you ever hear this podcast, and I hope you do, we would love to have you on, but if you ever hear this podcast, you, ma'am, you are a once in a generation talent. Thank you for entertaining us. And I cannot wait to see what her and Charlotte do at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Brandon, do you have any, I, I didn't kick it to you directly, but do you have anything else to say about Edge and Beth and Finn and Rhea Ripley? Nope, I have to say what I need to say. All right. Men's Elimination Chamber. There was Austin Theory versus Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus, versus, versus Joey fucking Gargano and Montez Ford and Seth freaking Rollins. Um, Theory wins and retains the U.S. title by pinfall after some interference by Logan Paul. Um, before I give my opinions, um, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it to, to to Brandon first. What what were your thoughts of the men's elimination chamber match? I, I felt that that match was a whole that match was a lot better than what I expected, and hmm. I feel that Montez Ford was the star of that match. Okay, okay. Um, before I give my opinion on that, because I agree but disagree with you, um, Kurt, what did you think about the men's elimination chamber? Um. I thought Montez Ford was the, the star of the match, but I didn't like how they how he got eliminated. I didn't like that. And I yep. um Gargano and this Reed guy, I don't I I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> and I I'm just confused on why you shitted on theory for so for months now and now you're building him up. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I don't, because to me, if you if you were trying to build another star mm-hmm. or in a rivalry, I'm letting Montez Ford win this match, and then him and Theory can go at it for the next three to six months. And I, that those matches, I would love to see that. Absolutely, I will say this to, for my opinion of the match. What I what I wrote here in my notes is the only thing, and y'all may disagree with me here. The only thing I enjoyed about this match was Montez Ford. That dude, this is the first time I've really seen it. This dude's a fucking star. Yes, he is. That's not to say I didn't like him prior to this, but but Men's Elimination Chamber showcased Montez Ford. That dude has a great fucking upside if they yeah. do it right. Um... Overall, I felt like, uh, for me, it was just a lack of star power in this match. Um, I hate to say that. It sounds like I'm being a dick, but it was just a lack of star power. So I wasn't interested, really, except Montez Ford. I don't know what it was in particular. There was no one thing he did in particular that made me sit up and take notice. It was everything he did. Right. This dude is a, oh, my gosh. I don't know what it was, but my eyes were fucking open in this match, man. Man, when he first he has right when he first came out in the the first thing I looked at, I'm like, look at the gear. He looked like a million. Yeah, okay. Not to cut you off, (laughs) Brandon. Let me say something real quick. The fact that he wasn't wearing a basketball outfit and was wearing some wrestling gear that shit set the tone for me. Because y'all, like y'all were the first ones I thought about. I was like, Kurt and Run somewhere. 
sitting like proud daddies because they took that damn basketball. Which I don't have. I don't have. I don't have an issue with the basketball outfit. I don't. But I said they they are sitting somewhere. They are sitting somewhere cheesing from ear to ear. I, and I was, brother. I was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That dude, he, he, Montez Ford, looked like a when he he came out and it's a pic. I'm gonna send it to y'all in the chat, but I found it on Twitter. It's like you. They somebody took a still shot of him coming out, and I'm like, he's he's a he. If done correctly, that man right there is going to be a star. You might be looking at a future world champion. One hundred percent agrees. Yes, man. Yes, I, I like. And he connects with the audience and everything. Like he's and like he's a cool he's a cool dude. You know what I'm saying? And that, like, and that's why I don't understand how he didn't win this match, and you let him in theory. Battling out for the next three, three, six months from now. I, I would have been okay with him in theory closing the match out, and then you know him yeah. losing or whatever. But then he gets another shot on the big, big stage. Here's, here's I've been okay with that. Here's the thing I think. Yes. Kurt. I don't think WWE. Now this is just again outside looking in, and I don't work in the business. I don't think WWE realizes what the fuck they have with him. And you might be right because. From the moment he came out, and you you are one hundred percent correct, Brandon. When I saw him come out, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm Montez Ford. I'm taking notice. This dude, he looked like it. He looked like mm-hmm. the shit coming out. He looked like he came out, and basically he came. He was coming out. He meant business. Yes, he and, meant bit like you know with the, the you know the the, the the red cup beside it. You could tell he was focused. He was yes. ready. And he he meant business, and I'm like, I could buy that. You know what I'm saying? And to, I could buy that right there. That spot between him and Seth Rollins, when the, oh, the, the people shit. were doing Seth Rollins shit, and he was conducting them. I was like, this dude, maybe he did before, and I just didn't see it. This dude has arrived. Yeah, that dude is the future, in my opinion. That I can yeah. see, like maybe I'm overstating it in some people's opinion. But I can see and I can ride with Montez Ford versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Maybe not this year. No, no, no. I'm not saying this year. This year, this year is set. This year is set. And I'm with this year's WrestleMania. But I'm saying going forward, that dude, and, and no disrespect to his partner, man, but that, I'm, I'm sorry, this dude just has it. He do. He has it. So, you know, it's it's funny to me. I didn't expect all three of us to come in here and have the same opinion. Not that I thought you guys would necessarily disagree with me, but I did not expect us all to come in here and say Montez Ford stole the fucking show in the men's elimination chamber match. Hey, hey, look, yeah. the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding. Nobody can nobody can deny nobody can deny Montez Ford like not stealing that show last night. I, I agree, man. I I I cannot I like it been a worse it, it would have been a worse <laughs> match if he wasn't it again like I did with Rhea Ripley I cannot kiss his ass enough on on, the, on my opinion of him in this match I I'm actually looking forward to seeing more of him on Monday Night Raw yeah um now that stated I am also intrigued not with Seth freaking Rollins but with Logan Paul. Versus Seth Rollins, because we know it's going to happen at WrestleMania. Yep. You know, this is two pay-per-views in a, in a row now that they've had that interaction. So it's going to happen at WrestleMania. I'm actually intrigued by that match because of Logan Paul, not because of Seth Rollins. Kurt, what do you think about that? I, uh, I'm not intrigued, but 
I do think Logan Paul is a a budding superstar. I, and he, I, he had, I, I'm, I'm he, he, he's talented. He only, he's every match I've seen him, even from the beginning. I said this dude, he might have found his niche in this sport. Yep. And because I was like, he can wrestle. He he has, you know, natural ability. He looks good. I'm yeah, not a fan of him, but I'm not a fan of him. But you know, I think he could. I think you can build something around him. Yeah, and, and, and I agree. When I first very the very first time I heard he was going to be involved with wrestling, I, I knew who he was and I knew what he was known for, and I shook my hand like, "What the fuck are they doing? This is stupid." But I got to eat shit on this one because he's shown improved. Yeah, I, I mean, he caught on to it really fast. I had never heard of him, but once I saw him, I was like, "Damn!" You, do, do you yeah. know? You know how I I heard of him? Um, my son and I. There's this movie. I can't remember the name of the movie um, off the top of my head right now. But me and him went to the theater and saw this movie. It's about um, this forest that, that legitimately exists in Japan where people go to commit suicide. And Logan Paul right. went to this forest and was live feeding people hanging and laughing. Oh. And that's how I found out. And that's how I heard the name Logan Paul. Um, that's what I know about him. Now, since then, I've, I've read some more about him, but that's, that's the only way I knew about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, as far as wrestling goes, his, his shit with WWE, uh, I got to give him the thumbs up on it. He's done very well. And, and that's why I'm intrigued in seeing the match with him and Seth Rollins. Um, Brandon, what did, what did you think about the, the Logan Paul involvement? And what do you think about that match between them? I can't remember a person, a person that came from. Another world that caught on to wrestling as fast, besides maybe Kurt Angle. Because Kurt Angle caught on real quick. Logan Paul caught on real quick. I'm with Kurt. He's a budding star. I think he's going to be a star. I think he's going to be around. I think he actually. I I I think that he. I think that he really does love the business. You can tell because how many um like you know how many of those celebrities come in there and actually get in the ring and really do their thing and own their craft and all that and you can see the work that he's putting in so. You know, I'm I'm looking for I'm actually looking forward to the I'm looking forward to the match. Um and you know, we'll just you know, see how it, just see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it. Agreed, agreed. Um <laughs> talking about Seth Rollins. These these fucking red boots, man. I, I know this has nothing to do with wrestling except for the fact that Seth Rollins was wearing these red boots. Have y'all seen this shit? What the hell is going on with these boots? I have, I have no, no idea, idea, but they look like they're hot. I have no idea. And and they're like four hundred, five hundred dollars. Really? Yes. Stop, stop playing. Now I may be I may be off a hundred dollars or so, but yes, they're in that range. They shouldn't cost five dollars. <laughs> it's crazy. This shit looks that's like, like wanna buy some that's like wanna buy some Yeah, this shit looks like Astro Boy. Now I don't know if y'all who know who that is, but it's, it's I a know Astro Boy. Yeah, that's Astro what it Boy looks is. like. It looks like some video game shit. The boots look like they are hot as hell. <laughs> yes. And I heard that they were extremely hard to take off. 
and and I I I don't remember where I heard it. I think it was I actually think it was was Cornette's podcast. But they weigh like three and a half pounds each. Oh, <laughs> like three and a half pounds ain't a whole lot of weight, but that's a lot of weight for a fucking shoe. It is. <laughs> I was like, you might well say you wearing. Ba- I don't even think Timberlands weigh that damn much. Oh shit! Timberlands and the this. Try running this some day. Like I'm like copy looking at him, I'm like, what the hell are you gonna do if you gotta run? Can you run the things? <laughs> shit, you go out, you go out somewhere, you go somewhere, you go somewhere and there's a, a bear standing out right in front of you, somebody point a gun at you trying to run. How you gonna run? Bro, I swear. Like you. if you try to run, you're gonna fall. <laughs> I am not a fashion forward guy. I don't claim to be, and and quite honestly, I don't ever wanna be. But that is some shit I don't think I could ever get down with. Those big ass red boots. You know what? But if they stay around long enough, they're gonna be just like Uggs. Because there have been a couple times I didn't, I didn't thought about going to buy those man Uggs or whatever. They didn't have them in my size, Brandon. And so thank God, thank God they didn't. Because I'm like, damn you a damn black. Okay, Brandon. And they had some they had some colors I liked. I was like, yeah, but then I was like, nah. Nah, nah. Brandon, I've I've only known you since July of two thousand twenty. Don't judge me. No, 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 no judgment. No judgment. <laughs> Do you, brother? Do you? But I've only known you since July of two thousand twenty-two, and I consider you a friend. If yep. I were to see you in some Uggs, I would just shake my fucking head. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, look, I made it. I have made it to that part of like Rogers. Don't give a damn. But not for real. It's a true story. It was a couple of bands. I was like, ah, I might look. because they had some colors I like. But yeah, I, I went against it. And then on top of that, they are, they are extremely warm shoes. I don't like my feet being hot. Man, I, let me let me let me tell you. Um, this this has nothing to do with wrestling, but we're talking about shoes right now. Um, forty seven year old me. Made 10, 11 year old me very happy. Um, in my entire life, the only Air Jordans I have ever wanted was the Air Jordan 2s, and my holy grail is the Air Jordan 4s. The Air Jordan 4s cost too much money. I don't ever see myself having those unless somebody gives them to me. But I was able to get my hands on some Air Jordan 2s. Shout out to Sneaker Decks. Folks, if you, you, if you, those get, the one, you, got, you got the ones that just came out, the white ones? Yes, sir. All right. Folks, I, if y'all, I, I mean, I, I, I'm going to shamelessly plug my homie. If y'all looking for, for Jordans or shoes in general, hit up Sneaker Decks on Instagram. Um, I was finally able to get a pair, and it didn't cost me as much as I thought it was going to cost me. But I just decided to do that shit to, to, to do something nice for myself. I put those sons of bitches on yesterday and went to the store and 10, 11 year old me was happy as hell. <laughs> it ain't nothing. It ain't, you know what, man? It ain't nothing. Cause I'm, I'm overdue for a new pair of drawers myself. Um, it ain't nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing like buying, especially a, a, a shoe that you wanted. And, you know, I got these big. I got these big man feet, so whenever you know, a lot of times when I go to the store, they don't have the shoe that I want my size, so I got to improvise anyway. But it's nothing. It's just nothing like you know getting a, getting a pair of shoes that you actually like. It is like well, like you being a child and you getting that pair. You getting yeah, that shoe I, I just I just remember seeing a dude with, in in of all places church 
I remember seeing a dude, and I remember the guy's name. His name was Todd. This is how much of an impression the Jordan 2s made on me. I remember this dude named Todd wearing the Jordan 2s in church. And for whatever reason, I was transfixed by those shoes. So, Brandon, I'll say this. Um, me and you can link up off off air or whatever. Me and Kurt know a guy. Um, if, if you're in, in the market for some days, I'll, I'll put you in contact with this dude. Um, he'll do you right. He's, he's not going to overcharge you. And, uh, that's a whole nother conversation for another time. Well, I'm, I will be in, we will be in touch. Okay, cool. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Sneaky Dex, I'm plugging you, brother. Remember that. <laughs> anyway, man, going back to where we were, uh, the main event of the evening. Something that was highly debated the last time we talked. I know we took a week off because um, Kurt and I were, were not feeling well. But something that was highly debated, the the main event of Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Um, I, I, I'll go ahead and kick this off with, with my thoughts. Um, first and foremost, Roman Reigns retained the Universal Championship by pinfall, if if y'all don't already know, <coughs> excuse me. But there was a there was a lot of uh, as 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 Pat Patterson would say, there was a lot of gaga going on between all of that. Um, my opinion, this was a pretty good match that slowly spiraled into a mess because of everything that went on. Yeah. Um, kicking it over to Kurt first. Um, Kurt, what was your opinion about the the match between Zayn and Reigns? Uh, I didn't like it. Oh wow! I just, okay. I, yeah, I thought they made. Well, let me take that back. I thought it was okay, but I did like how they made Roman look just weak, just throughout the match, and more than it should have been. Because mm-hmm. he's a champion, and I understand that. Sami Zayn is at home and he has to get his, you know, his shots in or whatever. But I just thought as a champion, they made him look too weak. And I, I didn't like that. And and I don't disagree with you. Um, my exact notes are, this was a good match. This slowly spiraled into a mess because they wanted to give Sami some shine in his hometown. Um, I thought initially um, that this was a very good match initially. It had my vote initially. As the best match of the night with how they started, but it slowly fucked its way out of that 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 title. Um, I won't say it went on too long, but I think some of the things that they did within it completely muddied the waters and 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 made a mess of things. Um, Brandon, what say ye? Uh, I thought the match was. I thought the match was good. I just hated the finish. You said you thought the match so, was good, but what? I thought the match was pretty good. I just hated the finish. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I expected. I just. I don't know. I. I think I just expected a little more out of the finish. But you know, overall, I thought the match was. I thought the match was. You know, I, I thought the match was cool, and um, I figured. You know, Sam. You know, we all pretty much figured that Sammy wasn't going over and everything. Right. I'm, the, the, the finish for me, the finish just ruined the match. Like, and, and, and I don't disagree. I, one of the things I did like about the match, this is I'm a big I'm big on the small things. One of the small things they did in this match 
was how Roman kept talking both to Sammy and I don't know if that's Sammy's wife, Sammy's sister. That's his wife. His okay, wife. okay, his, his wife. wife and children at, the, at ringside. Like, I'm trying to help you. I was trying to help you. I was trying to help you eat or whatever he was, all that shit. I was surprised Sammy didn't walk up, didn't wake up and punch him in his mouth. <laughs> I, thought, I was waiting on that. I thought all of that, even, even given the other stuff that went on, I thought all of that was great. Um, I'm, I'm with Kurt. I think in a, in, in a lot, I shouldn't say a lot, in several ways, in my opinion, they made Roman look weak. Um, I, the, the shit with, uh, Jay Uso, um, that made no sense. It, 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 it went nowhere and it, for all intent and purposes, it shouldn't have even happened because he did nothing. Um, like, remember when I, remember, I don't mean to cut y'all, but you remember what when I said a few episodes back when I was like, okay, Jay, you gonna have to pick a side. Right. Are you going this way or that way? Because now I'm, okay, so I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm sitting on the edge of my couch. I'm like, okay, here we go. Jay finna pick a side. Either he's going Sammy and we're getting this triple threat at WrestleMania <laughs> or he's getting ready to knock the shit out of him with that chair and we're getting this tag team match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, what happened, happened. And it's just, you know, after that, it was nothing. So, and then, you know, I, and then, you know, the Kevin Owens cameo, cause I'm like, there's no way they're going to have this match. And then Kevin Owens don't make an appearance and all that. And, you know, it's, it, it was just a lot, it was a lot going on. And I'm like trying to figure out, <laughs> yes. like, okay, where is all this going exactly? Like, how, where, exactly. how are we going to end? Exactly. Exactly. Cause now you got, you got Kevin Owens looking like super fucking man. Yep. And now where do we go now? Yeah. Because we know Kevin so, Owens so, is not going to be in the main event at WrestleMania. No. Man, so but if, he, but if, if he was, and he, you know, he had won the Rumble and he was, then his interference would have made all the sense in the world. Exactly. But now, so this is the thing, and I, I we talked about this a few weeks ago, that they were saying that, you know, after WrestleMania, that – uh, Jay is gonna go against Roman. Mm. Well, the the way they did it in this and match I'm, makes Jay look weak. Yeah, but now like him look weak like, as I, I, shit. I hate to be I hate to be this vulgar, but he look like a punk bitch. Like you said, yeah, but, 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 but now if if they do it at the WrestleMania, how they set it up Saturday, it makes sense now. If, if they do it, yeah. Yeah, I, and, and and I agree with that. I just like I I I, I respect Brandon, and, but I hate to disagree with Brandon here. He he looked like a punk. Um, but I, but I I kind of get it because he's he's having because he's conflicted. Yeah, but the, but now how can you have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn go against the Bloodline? When we don't even know if the bloodline still exists now. And, and, my, and point, that, my, my, my point exactly. And that, okay, Brandon just took the words directly out of my mouth. Exactly. Because I think you took, we all knew that the bloodline was going to end at some point. And, and I'm not yeah, suggesting no. that this is the end of the bloodline, but you it's have. Definitely a crack. Yeah. You, you have took, uh, or you have taken. The, the, the very best storyline in WWE in fucking years. And you, you 
made a lot of commotion without a whole lot of direction. If if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, but the whole thing is why so everything don't does not need to come to an end, number one. Agreed. And number two is why why do it now? Uh, Kurt, I agree with you. Like I agree with you a hundred percent. Like and and I hate to draw this analogy because of how how head and shoulders above, in my opinion, the the four horsemen are to every faction in professional wrestling. The the four horsemen went decades. So I'm with you. Not everything has to end. But if you're going to make some some as Brandon said, some some cracks or some some holes in it, make some fucking sense of it. Where was Solo? That's a good question. Where does he stand in all this? Because first and foremost, above all and everything, that's Jimmy and Jay's brother. So where does he stand in all of this? He could be the mole. That's look. I'll I'll tell you this. You know what I was thinking when I was watching? Because here here's what I was going to say about about watching Elimination Chamber. Um, I told Kurt earlier before you joined, Brandon, it's hilarious because I sat down last night to watch Elimination Chamber and a very good friend of mine called and I haven't talked to this friend in a while. So I talked to that friend while watching Elimination Chamber. When we got off the phone, I restarted Elimination Chamber because I wasn't paying real attention to it. I fell asleep. (laughs) So I woke up today. That's why I watched wrestling all day. I got up today and around about 11 o'clock, I restarted Elimination Chamber to watch from start to finish. Um, but yeah, it, it's like you, you made all this chaos, if you will, with the bloodline in this match. And you didn't even, you didn't. It's almost, it's almost as if they booked themselves into a corner. Yes. And they yeah. just didn't know where to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they did that in a few occasions. This 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 event, yeah. Um, but like you didn't even arc or or make relatable where Cody Rhodes fits into any of this. Yep. So so what happens at WrestleMania now? Because the way the shit ended at Elimination Chamber, it's obvious that Sami Zayn's not going away, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not suggesting that's a bad thing. Let me say this before I go any further. We 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 had um, a, a conversation a couple of weeks ago about Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and how it should happen, how it should not happen, whatever. I will say this about Elimination Chamber. Sami Zayn showed up and showed out. Yep. Um, I didn't expect this out of Sami Zayn. I'll be honest. Um, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you a part, a, a, a part that I popped on for real. Like I lost my shit when Sammy went to do the red arrow, arrow rather. I haven't seen Sammy do the red arrow in a while. When he went that's to do that, I was like, "Oh shit!" But then Roman caught him. The yeah, that's the, that's the move. He jumped through the ropes, right? Yeah, yeah. In the corner. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is a couple. I years. haven't seen him do that in at least a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, since NXT, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but Sami Zayn, to his credit, he showed up and showed out. But there's no clear arc from Elimination Chamber to WrestleMania night one or night two. 
So it'll be interesting to see because there's nothing between now and WrestleMania. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Um, what do you think, Kurt? I mean, I, I know I got your opinion about the, the match itself, but what do you think about going forward between now and WrestleMania? I think they've done a poor job on building Roman versus Cody. We haven't seen any goddamn thing. And I don't disagree. That's why I expected Cody to come out at some point last night. We haven't seen anything. And I'm like, and the more <laughs> it goes on, the more it made me think, is this shit really going to happen? Because you haven't done anything. Great point. They haven't, they, they, have, they haven't done anything together. All this shit has been separately or subliminal. I'm like, this is fucking WrestleMania. And we don't have too much longer to go. When are y'all going to kick this shit off and do something? Great point. Great point. What about you, Brandon? What do you think about between now and WrestleMania? How how do you think they they did with going forward? It's just especially considering uh, uh, Cody and Roman. I think, you, you know what? I think the good thing is that we really don't know. And I think that that's more of a good thing than a bad thing because now, because, you know, a lot of times we're able to just kind of predict when things are going to happen. Interesting. And, you know, and, 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 you know, me personally, I don't like that. I like to be, I like to, as much as I hate to say this, but I'm starting to, you know, realize that I kind of like being kept on my toes a little bit because it keeps me, you know, it keeps me engaged and keeps me occupied. And I want to see, okay, how is this going to end up? How is this going to end up? So I'm just curious as to see like how everything plays out even beyond WrestleMania because this storyline is not going away anytime soon. I could even see, you know, a potential brother versus brother match. Maybe not at, you know, WrestleMania, but whenever the breakup comes, then, you know, maybe they could go that route. It's so many, it's so many different scenarios. Yes. And I think that that's the cool part about it. We really don't, we don't know. And so maybe you know, we, you know, might be sitting. Well, this is bad booking, you know, or this is good booking now, but then, you know, it's like, okay, how are we going to look at Because I feel like this is one of those storylines we're going to remember for a while, especially when everything's said and done. I just, you know, I just, I'm just interested in seeing what the finish line is with all this. So, now I, I will say this. Um, I, I'm not going to say that it's bad booking, I'm not going to say it's great booking. I am going to say that it is at least with what you just said. It has at least left me going, what the hell? And to be perfectly honest, with as much as uh, um, I have tuned out WWE over the past few years before we got into this this podcast, I haven't been that interested in a very long time. Right. So I will say that even though I'm, I agree with Kurt that they haven't done very much to build the Roman versus. Cody angle, I agree. It also factors into what you just said, Brandon, that I don't know what's going on. So I have to tune in to see what's going on. Now, whether that's good or bad remains to be seen. But, but you bring up a, in my opinion, at least you bring up a very valid point that we don't know. And we're, we're on our toes trying to figure this shit out. And it's been a long time since I've done that with a WWE storyline. Yeah, because I can't remember a storyline that I, I was like kind of on my toes with. Besides, the one that stands out in my mind is you know Austin and McMahon because you had to literally turn in every week to see how that was going to go. Yeah, I mean, it, literally, you turned it, you tuned in every week to see yes. what Stone Cold is going to drive and who car he's going to fill with cement and 
you know, how is how is Vince going to one up Stone Cold again and all this other stuff? And I thought that you know, just looking back on it, that was one of the coolest parts of wrestling. And then you know, with that storyline, it was so many people in it and so many twists and turns. So where you literally you, you had to tune in every week to see what was going to happen, and we hadn't had that in wrestling in a long time. Yes, so. I agree, and it's it refreshing. And that's that to me is the head and shoulders difference between AEW right now and WWE. I don't give a yep. fuck what's going on in AEW right now because I can't make sense of it. Right, I'm not even. They haven't had. They haven't had a, like a long. Drunk. They haven't had like a long, you know, storyline. You can kind of just sink your teeth into. Yeah, that I, I remember. Because I'm not even looking forward to this upcoming paper. I, I shouldn't say I'm not looking. Well, yeah, I'm not looking forward to it because I don't know what's going on. I know that MJF and Daniel Bryan are going to do an Iron Man match, but that's really all I know about that. Pay-per-view. That's probably literally the only reason why I would watch that. <laughs> yes, Kurt. Kurt, bef- um, before I, I, there's one last bit of business I want to get into. Before we we wrap up the show, um, Kurt, how do you feel about going from Elimination Chamber into WrestleMania? You heard me and Brandon talking just now. Are you as, for lack of a better word, ex- as excited or as at least maybe not excited, but as interested as Brandon and I are? Yeah, I'm interested just to see what happens. I'm, I'm lost on what the, what they're trying to do. So it it doesn't make any sense to me, but I am intrigued on seeing how it plays out. And and, it, and at least that's at least that's one little positive we can walk away with. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, because it, I mean, I think you, me, and Brandon, all three agree. It's been a long time since we walked away from from at least at this point two different pay per views. We're walking away going, okay, this, we don't know what's going on. We got to pay attention. Yep. So, all right. That was our, our review of, um, Elimination Chamber. Um, Brandon, on a scale of one to 10, one being pure shit and 10 being the shit, what would you give Elimination Chamber? Ah, that's a good question. Let's see. Last night, I gave it a seven. I was able to sleep on it and, you know, kind of babble around in a little bit today when I had time. I give it a strong seven and a half, eight. Okay. Um, I'm, I, give, I give it that. I was thoroughly, um, I didn't have many expectations for this show. I felt like it was going to be a one-match show. But overall, besides, um, Really, overall, like, you know, all of the matches were really good. I, you know, that was the first time in a long time that I didn't feel like I was about to go to sleep watching the pay-per-view. <laughs> and, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed, I, you know, besides, you know, the couple of finishes that I didn't like, I enjoyed the show. So I give it that, you know, hey, I go, I go to give it an eight. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad at that rating at all. Um, Kurt, what about you? I give it a, I get a six and a half or a seven. Okay, all right. I, and, and I'll round it out and and say that I give it a, a solid seven. Um, there's just not a whole lot of pay per views these days. It's going to be a ten. But no, um, not at all. Yeah, I, I think WWE overall did a very good job with this pay per view. So my hats off to them on this one. Um, so, go ahead. so not the, not the, okay. So since. We just said, you know, we're not, it's not a lot of pay-per-views 
you know, that it's going to be a 10. Do anybody just off the top of your head right now, is there a pay-per-view in the history of all pay-per-views that you consider a 10? The, the, and not to jump out there with the first answer necessarily, but the very first thing that popped in my head was WrestleMania 2000. I think that show from top to bottom was, was very good. Hmm. Kurt, what about you? I can't think of any right now. I got, I had to go back and rewatch some. And, and, and I agree yeah, with, 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 with that statement, but the very first thing that jumped in my head was 2000. Yeah. That stands out to me and then. Okay. And just be me being older, I'll be fifty this year. So the only thing that really stands out to me is uh, Star K nineteen eighty five. And I am not mad at that at oh. all. I would I would one hundred percent wrap my arms around that goddamn pay per view. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, what about you, Brandon? I have, I have two. Um, I have. Uh, WrestleMania 17, that one, one, that first one they did in Houston. Okay. And I have the Royal Rumble 2000. Okay. Cool. Those are the only two pay per views that I have watched multiple times, and never got bored. Well, I'm about to go back and look at all three of those. The one Ron mentioned, and then the two you just talked about. Yeah, and I also give it the. Uh, I will also, and maybe because that's like this, maybe the first WWE pay per view I've ever seen. Um, WrestleMania 14. The one they did in, um, I think they did that one in, was it Chicago? Oh, I might, no, I don't have to go back no, and check out 14 because yeah. I'm not sure what, what Boston, even that in, it uh, is. In, uh, Boston, that was in 1998. That was Austin and, uh, Austin and Shawn Michaels. Okay. I'll go back and check that one out. Yeah. So that's, those are, those are my top, those are like my top three. I don't have any from, um, WCW. Yeah. Well, no, nah, uh, ECW, he waved 98. I get out of 10 too. Yeah. I, I like, <laughs> I respect your brain, but I can't give any ECW pay-per-view a 10. No. That's pretty my opinion. But ECW, he waved 1998. That's one of my favorite shows. um, The the thing I want to end with is a a comment I made on the Wrestling With My Thoughts Facebook page. Um, Conan, uh, well, let me back up even further than that. Uh, and forgive me, and feel free to correct me if I'm saying his name incorrectly, because I've heard Jim Cornette say it. I've heard Jim Cornette call him take a shit, but uh, Takashita, Takashita uh, of AEW did an homage to Eddie Guerrero, did the little shoulder shimmy, and did the, the frog splash. Well, Conan on his show said, essentially, I'm not quoting verbatim here, but essentially said, hey, stick to your culture. Um, I'm not saying I agree with what Conan said, because I think that if you're a fan of Eddie, pay your respects. Um, Fuck whatever your culture is, um, with all due respect to cultures. But Miro decided to open his mouth and say that Conan essentially couldn't hold his own against Takashita. Um, <laughs> my personal opinion, and I made that very clear on on social media, and I want to make sure it didn't represent you guys because we're we're a unit here. But um, Miro, respectfully, I don't dislike you. I actually like you. 
But your comment was absolute horseshit. Um, Conan is a 59-year-old um, legendary veteran who has given his blood, sweat, and tears to entertain the fans. And by the same age as Takashita, Takashita, however you say his name, no disrespect there, but by the time he was 27, Conan was already a legend in Mexico. And although, as far as ring attire goes, I may not have cared for some of the things that Conan wore to the ring um, once he joined the NWO, Dude would would wrestle circles around Takashita in his prime and with prime health. Um, Kurt said to that comment, we'll talk later. Um, I've got some strong opinions about that. Um, Kurt, what did you want to say about that? So the one, I think Miro was out. Oh, hold on, hold on. I think Miro was out of line, number one. Um, and I think, I think Conan was too sensitive about what the other guy did. Cause I don't think he did that as any or any any disrespect by doing it. And I, I would 100% agree with Eddie. you. I think he's a fan of Eddie and he just was in the moment. I don't think any ill will was meant by it or anything, but I think Miro was very out of line. Yes. Very out of line. And, and to respond to you directly, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Um, I, I don't support or endorse what Conan said at all. I understand his his pride. I understand his love for Eddie, and I understand his respect for Eddie. But yeah. I personally, as a fan, I don't. I mean, fucking Logan Paul did the frog splash. Montez Ford just did the frog splash. And I don't think it was about the frog splash. I think it was the shimmy. I think it was the shimmy. The shimmy. Okay. okay. With it. Yeah. Okay. But I still. Does everybody know that shimmy. It wasn't. I don't think any ill will was meant by doing that. Agreed. I, I think that was done. Out, I think it was done out of respect for he was a fan of Eddie, and he was in the moment. A hundred percent agreed. I I think Conan, um, with all due respect to Conan and what I just said about Conan, Conan was out of pocket on that. Um, I think he overreacted. Um, yeah. and. I agree with Kurt 100% that it was it was actually meant because of where they were, um, especially because of where they were in San Antonio. It was meant as a respect to, to Eddie. But but Miro, like... Out of line. Dude. Out of line. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm line. not even going to mince words on this. You're, you, you... That statement was fucking stupid. Yeah. Um... Just yes, yeah. Brandon, do you got any anything to say on that one? Um, you know, I've I've been um, I've always been since I was a kid, and you know, Conan was in the NWO looking like the Hamburglar and shit. I've always been a fan. Um, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I've been I've been waiting all week to get that out. <laughs> Forgive me, my coughing is because <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off. The Hamburglar. Y'all can't, can't tell me Conan look like the Hamburglar, man. Come on, bro. I mean, I, I'm not trying to disagree just hey. to be disagreeable, but no, no I never like the him. No, he just every time I every time I saw oh, <laughs> every time I saw Conan, I just saw the Hamburglar. I just see the Hamburglar every single time. All that, all that land, I leave it at last, man. That, but that, that was my shit. But um, you know, I thought. I, 
<laughs> hold on, because Brian does, Brian does have a good point. So go back and look at the old video of the hamburger, and then go back and look at Conan and some of the videos, <laughs> and he he's on point with that. He look like the hamburger. Anyway, yeah, yeah. but that but but that he whole, you know, hey man, but no, nah, but no, nah, that, that that whole, you know, there's no that that uh that uh that all that lady, that that was my shit. I I had to see that every week. Yeah. So I was disappointed when it disappeared. But anyway, um, I just I, I kind of felt like you know Conan overreacted, and I get it because you know Eddie his boy, and he's gonna do whatever he got to do to uh you know protect his legacy and everything. I don't think that. Uh, Takashita, you know, meant any ill will towards it either. It's, you know, a lot of us, you know, we imitate the people that we look up to. So, yes, sir. You know, and that's all I figured it was. Like, cause a lot of this generation looked up to Eddie Guerrero. He was one of our heroes. So, you know, especially everybody around my age, he was one of our, he was legit one of our heroes. So, I'm still just, you know, man, like but you know, Miro sound like, no, Miro sound like a jackass. And, you know, that's it. Miro sounds like some sour grapes, man. I don't know where yeah, he's he does. Been. He, he might know. have sour grapes. Yeah. 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 I mean, because he might have some sour grapes. Dude, I think he dude, got, you, you know. were, you were in a fucking match over video games. So hold on, Ryan. So, you know, it goes back further. And I'm not sure if you know, um, what happened last year. So Miro, he did a show for AAA. And then after the show, he bad mouthed him. Saying how much he didn't get paid and the things they didn't feed him and all this stuff, and you know Conan took offense to that and like he explained what happened, but I think all that's personal. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll read it in there. No, I to 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 your point, um, no, I did not know that. It is actually shocking to me that Tripler would would book Miro. That's crazy. He doesn't even fit into that style. Well, they did. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'll check into that. I did. I did not know that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with, with with that said, with Conan show, I try to listen to Conan show, but it's just the acoustics and the the way it goes down. I I just I like Conan as a wrestler, but I I I can't listen to his show. So I can't listen to Disco Inferno. That's why. I can't <laughs> God damn, Gilbert Betty. Gilbert Betty <laughs> working, working, working at the shoe show. Oh man, uh, man! Every I love to hear. This has Ooh. nothing really to do with nothing, but every time they talk about Conan's show or Disco Inferno, on what happened when Tony. Shivani makes me laugh my ass off because he goes in on disco. His voice is annoying as fuck, man. <laughs> man. <laughs> Excuse me. So disco. Fertile. I mean, I, I don't know what to say to that because disco was settled. I mean, he got saddled with a, a horrible fucking gimmick. He did. Like well, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty didn't do him any favors with that. He did, but his voice is annoying. Yeah, as fuck. I don't disagree with that either. You mean they let him in the NWO? <laughs> I will say, I will say, kudos to Disco for putting over Miss Jackie. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got all my t- <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh man, Miss Jackie. Woo. Anyway, all right, folks. That's uh, that's gonna be our show for tonight. Um, Brandon Kurt, I, I really fun tonight. Um. I really did. This was a very good show, uh, very insightful. Um, 
Can't wait to do the next one. Uh, Brandon, what do you got to say to the ladies and gentlemen out there in listening land before we get out of here? Uh, you know, shout out to everybody that's on a holiday tomorrow. Enjoy your day off, your extra day off. And for those of y'all who got to go to work, you know, uh, get you some rest. God bless you. Y'all have a good week. That's it. All right, Kurt, you got anything to say? Any, that, easy for me to say. Do you have anything to say to the ladies and gentlemen out there in listening land before we get out of here? Everybody be safe, have a good night's sleep, and get ready for work or enjoy the holiday tomorrow. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I know I'll be working my 9 to 5 tomorrow. Uh, thankfully, I'm working from home, though. Um, Kurt, Brandon, as always, I appreciate you, too. Um, you, you make this shit fun to do. Um, it, it, it's funny to me, some of the shit that we did, the hamburgers. Like, God, I cannot get over that. I'm going to have to go back and look at some old footage. Go back and look at the hamburger. Put Conan and the Hamburglar side by side. Especially when Conan come out with that damn hat. Man. Oh, shit. That's some hilarious shit. I I mean, I didn't realize when I was a kid. When I saw that shit as an adult, I just, I don't don't know if it's because I had been drinking or whatever, but I was sitting there laughing about that shit for about 30 minutes. I was like, (laughs) just like the Hamburglar. Rumble, rumble. Go back back and look at it. Go Uh, back. I'll check it out, out, man. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, to to follow up with a with I cannot talk, y'all. It's late. That's what it is. Um, to follow up with what time. Brandon and Kurt just said, um, I wish you guys a very good week. Um, I hope everybody remembers to just look, man. We're gonna have small shit jump in front of us to 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 try to trip us up every day. But remember, we've been through some shit before. We'll get through this too. So enjoy your week. Yep. Stay safe. Take care of your families, Brandon. Kurt, until next week, I will holler at y'all later. All right. Y'all take it easy. Take it easy, everybody.